Hey, Wayne. Hey, Daryl. You ready to spoil some stuff? Yeah, let's spoil some stuff. It's the spoilers, Wayne and Daryl. I'm Daryl. I'm Wayne. And we are the spoilers. Woo! This is, this week we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about because it's the start of the new TV season. So there's a lot of new shows or shows coming back that we want to talk about. Uh, we've got a whole load of hype trains that are rolling down the tracks hard, and we are and they've got some they've got some great great stuff coming. We'll talk about those. And uh, I finally got to see Glow. The, the show on Netflix, uh, and I have got to talk about that because I binge-watched it, uh, and I watched it in VR, and there's all sorts of things that I want to say about that. So, uh, hell? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, before we get started with the rest of the show, I just want to say we like to thank all our listen listeners, but especially our Patreon patrons, uh, White Mountain Druid Sanctuary and Debbie Olhef for being our patrons. Thank you very much. And our other patrons as well. I appreciate you all. So you can become our patron by going to patreon.com slash Daryl Ducharme. That's patreon.com slash D-A-R-Y-L-D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E. Or my wife looked it up and she said, if you just go to patreon.com and look up Daryl, I'm easy to find. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Not a lot of Daryls on there. Maybe they're doing a Daryl 2 a rem- uh, uh, or a reboot of the movie <laughs> Daryl from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I doubt it, too. But, uh, you know, a, a boy can dream. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, let's get started with some of the stuff. Uh, new shows came back. And uh, last season, when last you left the spoilers, uh, well, last season... I had tried to talk some about MacGyver because I was watching it, and I enjoyed it. I was a big MacGyver fan uh, it, with the classic MacGyver, and so I was enjoying it. I thought they did some good takes, and uh, then I kind of stopped watching it as much near the end, and I, I wasn't sure if that was just I got busy or what, so I watched the beginning of the season, so I've watched the first two episodes of this season, and I've come to the realization that I love the characters that they've got in the show. All great actors, good choices for each of these characters. But it's too much of like one of those military shows that are out now where they kind of like everything's like SWAT teams or it is military or something. And I'm just like, this isn't MacGyver. This isn't the thing I love about MacGyver. I it's think, like NCIS DUVS yeah. MacGyver. It's DIY NCIS or something like yeah. that. So it's so you know I really just was like I, I don't actually like it anymore. But at the same time, uh, there's something else I don't like. Right? You know what I don't like about TV shows nowadays? What's that? Season long story arcs. What? I think I've mentioned this before, and I think I'll continue to mention it because <laughs> I, I'm, you know, and and I saw this, and it was it was one of those things where it's just like it made it even worse uh, because on the one hand, they're doing a season long story arc that is doing exactly what season long story arcs are supposed to do, which is 
keep you interested. Even if the show itself of the week isn't that great, you're like, ah, but it gave me a piece of the puzzle. It seems like their season-long story arc is about uh, MacGyver's dad, which I wouldn't put it past him to bring Richard Dean Anderson on as his dad, uh, just because a lot of the original people from MacGyver are involved behind the scenes. Uh, Henry Winkler and the original, the, the original creator is the producer of is one of the producers of the show. So um, it seems like uh, they could do do that and bring them on, and that of course keeps me interested. But at the same time, it does the thing I hate about season long story arcs. It's like I can't just watch an episode without it ruining the story. I just want. The story, the single episode to do what it has. If you're going to have a to-be-continued episode, I can take that. I can take a two-parter. But season-long story arcs, I'm like, no, get out of the way of the story you're telling this week. I just I just so hate them. And I know it has everything to do with how, how people watch TV now. Everybody binges. Everybody wants to create bingeable TV that's going to keep you watching. But, ugh, it's just... I, I want bite-sized television, but that's still dramatic, you know? I but. could not agree with you less. Uh, oh, okay. I am a huge fan of season-long story arcs. Um, I think it's uh, it's the most artistic way to tell a story. Um, Creature of the Week episodes are the worst. Um it's one of the reasons why I hate Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series. Uh-huh. I just despise that series because it's almost all Creature of the Week. Um, and then they tried to do season-long story arcs, and they didn't do it well, in my opinion. Um, right. because, uh, because of a number of reasons, like that show was completely mishandled from the jump. Um, it was also on before people could binge watch. That's true. You know, so um, like trying to sell that idea to get the full support of the studio is like, uh, you know, and and I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think there is a lot to be said for a season long story arc, and uh, like the concept of a mini series, I buy. You know, and I'm okay with some shows where. It's it's not creature of the week, but it you know it. I don't like the stories competing with each other, sort of thing. I kind of I'm I'm okay with a season long story arc that is the whole show too, right? Like like you know if the show's a season long story arc, let's just do that story. I hate that there's these com- two competing stories that they try and mash together. Maybe it's just that not enough people do it well, but. I, that's probably true. That's what I hate is like I get into one story and then it, then it's like, Ugh, you know, what's this other stuff? But, uh, you know, so and, and I don't know that I like monster of the week per se. I like story of the week, you know, like a good story. So um, that might be the thing that's get, getting in the way because uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah, as I we think. get to Glow, we're going to talk about how I just binge-watched that show, so we'll talk about why that happened um, in, in a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> um, All right. Uh, 
Well, okay, so that's MacGyver. So I'm I'm basically giving up on MacGyver is what I'm saying. Is Aww. you know that they had me. They did some good stuff. They had some great actors doing making some good choices. The guy that they had for uh, for I mean, obviously the core characters they have are, are really interesting characters, and I think they're great. And the guy they had for Murdoch, uh, uh, David Das Malchin who's like doing a ton of stuff right now, like all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, he, he was just great, like perfect casting for that role. Um, but like, I don't know. I just don't want to see NCIS MacGyver. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it is on CBS, so I feel like that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, because almost everything on CBS is you know, NCIS or whatever the, what's CSI. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Star Trek Discovery, you know, last time we were on, I talked about how good it was. And that was from watching the first half of the pilot. I watched the second half of the pilot, like the next day. And I was greatly disappointed all of the sudden. <laughs> and it got dark and kind of militaristic. And I'm like, oh, no. So I, I yeah. agree. I agree with you there. It's a little bit like... Yeah, not, not my- yeah. CBS, CBS has their their thing that they do, and they keep doing it, and people people keep buying it, and that's why they keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna knock it. I mean, I hope people are watching MacGyver. People should always watch MacGyver. MacGyver had there's some cool. Like the, the essence of what MacGyver is is a cool essence. I like the kind of like making stuff up, the whole MacGyverisms thing. There's some other aspects to the show that are cool, but it, it just wasn't enough to keep me hanging on to to it from my perspective. But I think uh, the new, you know, perhaps I'm not the guy for the show anymore. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, well, let's All talk right. about, well, so let's move on from that because I'm moving on from that. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, there's a couple new shows. Let's get into some of the new shows. Uh, Inhumans and Gifted are way up our alley. I haven't seen either of them yet, but you had mentioned you wanted to talk about those. Yeah, so I watch, I've seen all the episodes so far of Inhumans and Gifted, and I think it's um, really interesting that they're both based off Marvel properties and how they were handled. Um, Now, Inhumans was originally... Uh, announced like back in 2015 or 14 or so um, as they were going to do an Inhumans movie. Um, and that's back when um, Axel Alonso was he's the guy that owns Marvel quote unquote. Right. Um, he he, uh, he was kind of still in charge of Marvel Pictures and Inhumans were kind of his way giving Fox a big middle finger. Mm. Um, Because Inhumans are basically like C-list X-Men, pretty much. Which is hilarious, because X-Men are like B-list superheroes. And then... (laughs) Well, watch out what you say there. Well, well, I mean, (laughs) not, not like in general. I mean, sure, you've got your Wolverines that everybody loves, but but after that, it starts to get that, you know, and I love Gambit. I, I How can I not? I love playing with decks of cards. So, 
Uh, you know, and Storm's cool, but that's mostly because Halle Berry was Storm. Uh, actually, she's cool in the comics, too. Uh, and the cartoon was great, but, like, the characters that they pull out, I mean, X-Men is just, like, it's a, it's a, it's a big closet full of, like, oh, we've got a, a mutant that does this now and a mutant that does this now kind of thing. That's what I meant. Um, you know? Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely, like, D level uh, mutants, but there's also some really great characters like basically the original X Men, the original five, and then also the uh, all new X Men or the uh, uh, giant size X Men one. The, the that whole team uh, is are great. Like. There's not a miss in any of those characters. Are you sure um, Jubilee is not a miss? Jubilee's not in that list, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you say, I, I, I always think when you were, were talking, I was thinking about the uh, animated series. So never mind. No, Forget we're talking. Me. We're talking. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Cyclops, Jean Grey, mm-hmm. uh, Angel, Iceman. That's the original five. Okay. And then we're talking, uh, let me get the full list because I'm going to forget somebody. Um, but Wolverine, um, let's see here. It is, mm. here we go, Wolverine, Colossus, Storm. Uh, let's see here. I think it's Warpath, is it? So, oh, Nightcrawler, Warpath. I don't know um, who Warpath is. Warpath dies in the first episode. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but he's still cool. <laughs> um, or Thunderbird. It's Thunderbird, and then his brother is Warpath. Okay. Also, but, Thunderbird. But oh, and uh, Banshee, uh, Sunfire, Havoc. Um. Who was played by uh, uh, Lucas Till, who's uh, who was MacGyver now? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, but there, um, like, there's not a, a, a total just whiff out of any of those characters. I think all of those characters are great. Um, some of them didn't stick around for as long as other ones, or are not quite as memorable as other ones, but. I definitely like out of the X Men, like those two groups of X Men are pretty. Add, you know, some of the ones that came along in the '90s, Rogue and Gambit. Um, you know, I take they, it. I take it back. You're bringing up a, a huge number of really, really pretty kick-ass characters. So I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> what I said, because you're right. There's a lot of good. There's a, the there's a, like X Men is definitely its own full universe. Yeah. Um. But and I can understand why they sold the rights to X Men. Um. I don't agree with them having sold the rights to X Men, and I would love love to see X Men back in Marvel's hands because I think X Men has been, um, entirely mishandled by uh, Lauren Schuler Donner. Um. And I'm. Uh, I'm going to put it mostly in her hands uh, that that it was mishandled by. Um, so 
but yeah, I, so I've watched uh, what uh, what Axel Alonso ended up doing is essentially taking everything that he wanted to do with X Men, and then putting it on the Inhumans, who are just really shitty for the most part. I have not heard anything good about that show. Like, so, well, that kind of comes up to what. What ended up happening is uh, Kevin Feige took over Marvel Pictures as the boss of like Marvel Pictures, and he essentially said, "We're not doing Inhumans." He shelved that movie. Um, right. I that's why Agents of Shield were able to do Inhumans in, in Agents of Shield. Right. Right. And so now, um that uh, we have got this Inhuman series um, that they've done and from what I've heard that this show, this entire series this 8 episode series or, or whatever it is, I think it's 8 episodes um, is was, was written cast filmed and shown in six weeks. Jesus. Eight episodes? So, yeah. Jeez. For six weeks worth of work, this is absolutely the most genius work I've ever seen. Um, and the, the, the entire series is held, like, absolutely held on by um, pretty much two actors, I think, that are the most interesting. Uh, Ewan Roan, who plays Maximus. He played... Uh, 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 God, I was forgetting his name. Ramsey Bolton in um, Game of Thrones. Okay. He's, he's absolutely the best thing about the show. Okay. Um, and I think... Uh, there's actually some other interesting things that they're doing with a character. Um, and that I really like the actor who they chose as well for Karnak, uh, Ken, Le- Ken Leung, um, who's kind of a character guy. He's been in a ton of things. Yeah, I've seen him. He played uh, Miles in Lost. Um, he was in apparently in Rush Hour. Um but yeah, uh, he's he is really good, and the way they do Karnak's power, which Karnak is he's an inhuman, um, but he never took in the Terrigen Mist, so he doesn't actually have powers per se. Mm. But he's like a super trained um, martial artist, and he can see the flaws in everything. Mm-hmm. Um and exploit them, right? So he's a really interesting character. Um, he's really good. Um, I don't mind the guy that plays Gorgon. He's okay. Um, but it's just the the series, quote unquote, series leads Blackbolt and Medusa are absolutely awful. Um, I don't know why they didn't give Blackbolt. So. I don't know. Do you know Black Bolt's powers? No, I don't really know anything about them. Okay. 
So Black Bolt is a character who's um, he took in the Terrigen Mist, which is this thing. Essentially, the whole story of uh, Inhumans is that they were um, experimented on by the Kree because of the Kree Skull War um, millions of years ago. Their um, DNA was changed. When they take in this Terrigen Mist, uh, their powers... Uh, Essentially, their X gene gets turned on. Yeah, that much I've gathered from watching Shield. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's the whole idea behind um, uh, Inhumans. But instead of like the mutants, where they just were out and about in society, all all the humans um, gathered on this this place called Adelan and it was for the longest time, it was on the dark side of the moon. Um, and they just kind of like selectively bred. Ah, okay. And so there was, there was a very small number of these people and they, they had a hierarchy and blah, blah, blah. The, the show is about the, like the hierarchy, a lot about, you know, a lot of the show is based off of, there being a hierarchy. Um, but Black Bolt is the king. He's born with a... Or his his power is that if he speaks, any if he makes any noise, um, like, it releases super amounts of energy from him. Like, he's got the most destructive... He's the most destructive person in the world. Mm. Um, so even a whisper could destroy a whole city. That's, wow. That's the deal with him so we have a character who can't talk as the main character <laughs> and it, it's uh, bob and uh right yeah. um so <laughs> it, it um that takes a certain kind of actor yeah i would say so um and they they could have cheated which they do in the comic books which he has um trained himself so much that he now he has a he, he has a psychic link he can speak through his mind he can communicate through his mind right 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 um so that would have been a fine cheat to have right right you know, cut to the chase for uh for tv you know a tv audience too which exactly been- instead of having a character who just like stares and smiles and or doesn't smile you know it's like you know i don't know it 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 doesn't add anything that the character can't talk um or can't communicate or isn't doesn't just know american sign language (laughs) like like just have the guy know american sign language and then that's super cool for you know people who can only speak through American Sign Language, then they've got their own hero. Yeah, and in fact, I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia page here really quick, and that's actually something, and he usually remains completely silent and speaks through sign language or via spokesperson. So they could have totally done that. That would have been amazing. You're right. I mean, give give the uh, hearing impaired like uh, their own right. superhero. Would have been awesome. Right. Give the give the ASL folks something to to cheer for. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, 
they didn't do any of that though so he just kind of like is a a constant presence um and he just kind of like doofs around and it's not interesting um so i i don't understand the choices that they've made uh on this show it just doesn't make any sense but for six weeks of work it you know, like, if you had eight weeks of work, uh, that's something you would have figured out. Like, an intern would have said, hey, could it be really not interesting to have a guy just doofing around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I don't love the show. I don't hate it as much as everyone says that you should hate it. And the third episode is actually miles better than the first two episodes. Wow, that's that's somewhat unfortunate too because they put the first two episodes out in IMAX like three weeks before right. the first show. So that's what all people had. So if the third episode's like the best one... Well, so far, so I mean, far. Uh, there's only been three episodes, but the third episode it was at least engaging. Like this, this story had moved along enough that it was like, oh, what's going to happen here? Like, there's just some stuff that they did that was really not, not great. Like, um, and they left some characters hanging, and they really shouldn't have. Like, it'd be, it would have been nice to know what's actually going on with these characters. Um, so yeah, Inhumans, I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to finish it out just because I'm a, a Marvel nerd, but I'm not really impressed with it. Uh-huh. Um, on the other hand, I was not looking forward to the gifted at all. I really? thought it looked like garbage. Yeah. I thought it looked just like stupid garbage and I watched the first episode and it is Absolutely fantastic. Um, it kind it of is a, a really if you weren't interested in it after the whole talk we had about X-Men. Well, I I love the X-Men. I hate Lauren Schuler Donner. Um, she has absolutely ruined my what was my favorite comic books uh, growing up. Like when I was a kid, I liked X-Men and I liked Silver Surfer. And and Lauren Schuler Donner and Fox has ruined both of those. Um, so, uh, yeah, this the Gifted series is just really well done. Um, it strikes the right tones. Um, it's it takes place in a, a period of time after the X Men. After, huh? Yeah, so like the X-Men have happened, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants has happened, uh, they're gone or in hiding, um, and now the government has started Sentinel Services. Oh, goody. Uh, um, and, and is essentially hunting mutants, but not like... But in a, in a way that it, it kind of... Um, they're not like uh, they're not quote unquote hunting mutants. They're they're keeping it real low key, like black ops hunting mutants. Right. Um, and it's just really interesting. Um, and it uh, it kind of like the best thing about X Men 
I think is that the 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 especially X Men are ripe for allegory, um, because you know they're just like normal people, but a little bit different. You know, right? They've got they've got that one gene that's different, so um, it lets them kind of uh, tell a story. Uh, that that's allegorical to, to whatever's happening in society. So uh, right now in our society, uh, there's certain members who are essentially being told to get out. Um, and that's pretty much what's happening in this story as well. Um, and one of the guys, the, the main actor, uh, Stephen Moyer, who you probably remember from True Blood. He was Bill Compton in True Blood. Um, he... Uh, I would remember that had I watched True Blood. Oh, well... <laughs> you should you should have watched True Blood. Um, but he... Uh, he's, he plays a, a federal prosecu- prosecutor who prosecutes mutants. Um, who tur- who his kids turn out to be mutants. Um, so he has to get them into the mutant underground. Um, okay. and it's just a really interesting, um, interesting show. And I, uh, I'm definitely going to keep watching it, uh, this season. And because I don't watch the CW shows live, mm-hmm. um, I think. This is, uh, and and it's they're not on Hulu anymore, uh, right? Um, right. That I think that Gifted is going to take the place of my CW shows. Um, I'll probably catch those and like binge watch them up to episode eight, and then in the summer I'll watch the rest of the season. Right. Right. Oh rights and publishing how how that makes it hard to watch a tv show you know i was like right oh, now i'm gonna have this now i'm gonna have this why don't you just make it easy for me in some way uh yeah cw app on your phone <laughs> well yeah that's another option that's 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 the way i'm going to be watching uh, legends of tomorrow tomorrow uh giving you an idea we record these things on tuesdays most weeks that we record them uh and then uh, get to editing so it comes out on friday just for anybody listening at home who wants the behind the scenes good goodness (laughs) so uh yeah so i've um that's that's a good lead into the next uh thing that i want to talk about uh flash and supergirl i have watched the first ones of the season now because they are back um, first, let's start with Supergirl since that was yesterday. The, they really did uh, an interesting choice to kind of get you kind of palate cleansed from last season in that they made it so that Supergirl's being really just like super like stone cold like i'm you know i'm done feeling and being cara danvers because supergirls who save the day and cara danvers has to deal with the pain of having to uh do something and have her boyfriend have to leave the planet uh and so she she's 
she's uh, she's really like kind of built this fortress around herself of being Supergirl and being tough, and she's like really really moody, and everybody's you know for good reason afraid to <laughs> to mess with her. But uh, lots of stuff going on, so they kind of. That's really what the first episode is all about, even though there's a backstory uh, of stuff. Um, for the first time, I think it's really much clearer to me that uh, Lena Luther is a good person. She's not like, you're not second guessing, is she bad? Is she good? She's a Luther, but I don't, you know, I, they, didn't, they didn't play that card at all. Um, so I think they're done with playing that card. That they were. It was an un- uninteresting card to start with. So. Yeah, so it's a good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm glad you know, like the, something they fixed uh, that they did did good with. Uh, but you know, that's really what the what the thing was about, and uh, they the, the they just went through the episode where the city's all ready to say, "Hey, we love Supergirl," but all the people around her is like, "We want." Kara Danvers because she's the person who saved us emotionally, you know, like Supergirl couldn't yeah. do what she did kind of thing. And like, uh, so it was, it was good. It was, yeah. You know, one of the things I've, I've been thinking about, like, cause trying to look at the whole CW sort of week, I'm trying to like look at all of them and like, what do they have in common? Cause it's, it's like if if you were to look from an outside point of view and say they have superheroes uh, on the same channel that then they've got a dynasty reboot of and right, right. You know, and so I was just like but it really has to do with they they get into the characters and the emotional side of things which is more like the drama of it it's yeah they're superheroes but they're they humanize them a lot. They're, it's about the characters, not about the superpowers. You know, they have super right. characters who have superpowers, but it's not about the superpowers. That's just a storytelling tactic. And I think that's what, at least for me, makes them really good. I've talked about it before. I'm really, really big into good character development. And I think they did a good job with this. Uh, interesting choice. You know, sometimes I'm not sure what's a joke and what's not, but they made uh, a cat, uh, uh, Allie McBeal, what's her name? I'm forgetting it. Oh, Alyssa, Alyssa Flockhart. Flockhart. Yeah. They made her character, they show her being like the secretary of state. No, no. the Not the secretary of state, but like uh, the president's uh, speaker person. Oh, uh, speaker of the house? Not the speaker of the house, but like this president's uh, press secretary. That's who it is. They make, oh, okay. make her the press secretary. So they keep cutting to like little bits of her speaking for the president who of course uh, we know is an alien now from last season, uh, but nobody <laughs> else does. Uh, Linda Carter's character, but they don't show Linda Carter, but they have Cliss Flockhart. And it's really great because, you know, you could just, they're, they're like one-sided conversations uh, of her answering the press's questions and I, I think, you know, they're, they're, that just seems to me like the fun writing to do. Like the person who just wanted to write like the half joke. Like let's let them fill in what must have been asked for them to do this. So right. that, that was fun. Um, so uh, still going strong with Supergirl, I'd say. Uh, Flash had to deal with the 
basically Barry going into the Speed Force, uh, and that's that's what they were doing. So basically, for the past six months, it's been uh, Kid Flash and Vibe working to try and keep the city safe uh, and not having the experience. Joe is their cop buddy, and uh, and uh, Iris is kind of running things. Uh, Kate Snow isn't really isn't around at all because you know is is she is she Killer Frost? Is she Caitlin Snow? You know, there's still questions about that going in the background. So once again, first episode of the new season, they got to clean up last season. So. Right. They got to they got to get him out of the speed force in a way and bring Caitlin back, uh which they do and uh they have this uh samurai droid thing which of course uh of course Cisco calls samuroid um and you know which is there's this thing they do where they they make it so the team everything they've were good at before just doesn't quite work. He can't name anything. Like his thing was always naming stuff. And so he like couldn't do that. And when they get Barry back at first, he's like not there mentally. It's his body, but he's like kind of crazy, like talking nonsense and all this stuff. Yeah. And um, they do kind of the chintzy. It's, I mean, as a, as a hopeless romantic that I was growing up, I, I can totally understand where they're coming up with this, especially since it's the CW, so they're a much younger audience than me. But they have this thing where Iris gives herself up to the to the samuroid so that um, he'll Barry will come back and save her because she's got like faith, and then that's kind of what breaks him out of his mental prison. I guess he was still in, you could say, and he goes after and saves him. And that was kind of like whatever. It, but it, that that part was so quick that it's like okay, you know, I I buy it because then they did things like they got to showcase how it's like wow, he's faster than he's ever been. Like everybody, you know, it doesn't. We don't need to know numbers. It's always nice. Hopefully, now that he's faster than he's ever been, we don't need to hear him whining about how he needs to be faster anymore. That's yeah. the hope. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, isn't this the first season where they're not having a speedster as the big bad? Yes, that's what they've said. They're like, no more speedster bad this this time. So that's good. Um, but I... And, I think if you watched it, they had one of kind of like an end scene. There were two end scenes that were kind of let's show the villain kind of thing. One is the end scene of who looks like the villain, which it looks like somebody from the future send this sent this samurai back to do something. So I I, I don't know. Um, I I haven't read enough about who the villain's supposed to be and stuff, but you would probably know. But they. They didn't like hide them and make you go, "Who is it?" So they just—I think it's the trickster this season. The trickster, either the, either the trickster or Clock King. Um, maybe Clock King because it wasn't the trickster because they they had the trickster on first season, and it was—I mean, they had two versions of the trickster on the first season because they had uh, Mark Hamill and that's right. They so they've already done the trickster that way, so they might have the trickster back. Um, um. Maybe I'm wrong. I forget who it is. I honestly have not been real psyched on uh, Flash, Flash, or m- basically any of the CW shows. 
Understandable, understandable. I mean, like, uh, maybe it's uh, doing a MacGyver for you and letting you down. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just a like, you know, bit. it's become this thing I don't like. Um, so, yeah, so, but I think uh, I think it was a good episode. I think it was a, it was a solid episode. And they had it where Caitlin comes back and she's just Caitlin the whole episode. There's no killer frost. And then the final, what is, uh, then... One of the end scenes, I think it's the last one, she goes back to the bar she was working at where she, there had some shady guy who was kind of, they showed earlier in the episode, but he comes up to her and starts giving her a hard time. And then she's like, no, I'm done with, you can tell him, it's like, nobody does that. And she puts it, he puts her arm behind his back and kind of slams her into a thing. And she, she, uh, killer frosts out and, and, you know, goes nutso. And so like, then it shows her like trying to fight between Killer Frost and Caitlyn, and so I have a feeling that's going to be uh, part of the thing that she'll be hiding again, uh, hiding that Killer Frost is there again, but that she's actually trying to fight it now. So uh, I don't know what that's about, but could, yeah. could be good, could be uh, more of the same. Uh, okay, so that's that's my updates on that. Um, seems like a good time to take a little bit of a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been talking a lot, lots of stuff about. When we come back, we'll talk hype trains and glow. Yeah, so, sounds good. All right. Um, well, here's a break. Whoever you are, wherever you are, do you have something you want us to spoil? Do you have a classic movie or a new movie or a new TV show you'd like us to spoil? Visit us on our website, our Twitter, our Facebook, and let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to know our fans, so contact us today. And we're back. And, and we're back. We are back. Uh, let's talk the hype trains. Let's start in uh, chronological order going forward, because I think I know what the big hype train you want to talk about is, uh, and that's out there in December land. But first, uh, the f- first one coming up is Thor. Thor. Yeah. Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. They've had... Uh, some new trailers making it look good. Yeah, so, New York Comic Con. Yeah, whoo, that was uh, some good stuff. And and I gotta say, what was it? What was it also? Nerdist did a, a nineteen eighty seven version of Thor. That yeah. was oh, that was so good. I, I showed pretty it, great. I showed it to my son, and then I realized he doesn't get all the greatness that this is, like. Like he was like, oh, that's really good. But I'm like, you don't get the reason why. Like the video warping is cool, and the cheesy graphics, and the Thor three, and the guy's voice, and all of that was just yeah, uh, totally lost on him. Yeah, which I mean, he liked it. He he's he's down. He's like he's ready to go. He wants to watch Thor like yesterday. <laughs> 
We'll have to get him to the theater. Oh, we will. We will. Um, so uh, we'll do that. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta get Keeson in the theater with us too, if we can. That's right. We Since gotta get Keeson in the theater. We gotta get that all signed up and ready to go. So yeah. So there was a new, but there was a new real uh, trailer for it. So give me your breakdown of that trailer, would you? Uh, I think the most interesting thing to me was. Um, they finally showed Carl Urban's character for more than like a quarter of a second. Right. And that's pretty cool. Um, and then there was a background swap on something that happened really, I think in the first trailer for Thor, uh, where Hela grabs Mjolnir out of the air and, and starts to crush it. Right. Uh, originally, in the original trailer, like that happens in New York City. Yeah. Or it looks yeah. like in like some some back alley. Yeah. And in this trailer, it's it's like on some battlefield. It looks like or mm-hmm. like some grass field. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. If maybe that happens more than once in the movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but, but I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I noticed that too in the latest trailer and I was like, wait a minute, didn't that happen in an alleyway? So yeah, I, you know me, I'm, I'm not as uh, discerning as you. So I'm like, I must just be wrong, but you're right. There was a, there was a swap there. Yeah, no, it was a total background swap. So, yeah. um, and then uh, basically, it just kind of uh, really sets the hype trains up. I mean, this movie is looking pretty awesome. Um, they keep showing that that scene of uh, Hulk and Fenris Wolf, and I am pretty psyched to see that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think everybody is. And uh, someone brought up a good uh, theory that I like too: is that because of who Hela is. And the way they've been doing things with the movie where they've been collapsing characters together and stuff, uh, that they kind of make Hela uh, be like death. So that's part of why uh, Thanos, like, you know, Thanos' whole thing will be connected to this and lead yeah. into that. So I think that might might be true. That actually made a lot of sense to me. It didn't seem... You know, like, sometimes you, you hear these theories that people have and you're just like, okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's great headcanon, but that's a lot of work. Uh, but I think this one was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, given how they they collapse a lot of characters together uh, in the in the cinematic universe just to, to, to get more bang for their buck, as it were. Yeah, it's... Uh, from what I understand, um, they kind of took four characters, mm-hmm. I think it is, um, and and made it hella um so yeah it's it's the original hella it's death um another minor thor character for their necro sword mm-hmm. like like the weapon the one the only part of that character that she is is the weapon right um and then um one other character i don't remember um i i think it's nerdist had had or uh, one of my other podcast or, or YouTube channels that I watch uh, had the full list of characters, but it, it uh, yeah, it's I think it's smart of them to 
kind of play Path of Least Resistance with Marvel uh, characters because they can get really like earlier. I was just listed off like twenty X Men, easy you know, easy peasy, and like that's really easy to do in Marvel. Like, there's so many characters that kind of like overlap or don't like they serve one purpose for one storyline, which is fine in comic books, but not in, in movies. Right in a movie, you kind of have to you know, condense everything as much as possible because you're using your, you know, two-ish hours um, that, right. that take one year to, 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 to film. Right. And yeah, I mean... Or six weeks. Or six weeks if you're doing a really bad television show. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, it's smart of them to do that because the character of death in Marvel is not particularly intriguing um, as a character. So make it hella. I think that's a smarter move. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right there. So I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait. Um, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm about ready to buy my tickets. I'm thinking I'm probably doing a Thursday night on that one. With Very the family, good. the only reason I might not do a Thursday night on that one is because it we are back to school now, but I don't know. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how I go on that. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, next on the hype trains, we've got Justice League, and uh, I've got some thoughts about that trailer. But uh, first, let me hear your thoughts. Um, I thought that this was definitely the best trailer for it so far. Yep. Um, it, it actually makes me kind of interested in seeing the film now. Um, it was interesting too, cause the trailer had, uh, a warm up to the trailer. Like you're about to see a trailer and then, yeah, yeah. I was like, what was that? The the only thing I don't understand is why they're playing coy with Superman being in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie. We all know he's in the movie. Just admit that he's in the movie. I mean, it's not gonna. You're not spoiling anything. Uh, Superman is part of the Justice League. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that. Um, I'm kind of, uh, I hate to say it, like, the it, the movie looks like a giant video game to me, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it looks like at least an entertaining video game, and I think the stuff that Joss Whedon has done has uh, lightened it a bit and made it less uh, crappy... Uh, you know, uber depressive uh, film that right. it, it originally looked like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I might be interested in in actually seeing this and not waiting to watch it on you know spite watch it on HBO, um, right. which, <laughs> which I still haven't seen Batman vs Superman because. 
That, that's really okay that you haven't. I mean, yeah, really, it, honestly, it the not, only good thing of that movie, the only good thing about that movie is Wonder Woman. Like, everything else is so, like, you just sit there going, uh, get to something, get to something, get to right. something interesting. And when they finally get to something that could be interesting, they ruin it. So it was just like, ugh. So. Yeah, I really have no confidence in Zack Snyder as a film director at all. Um, he's, you know, let me down time after time after time. So um, I don't really care. And the only reason I'm willing to go see Justice League is because the Joss Whedon stuff that he's clearly done to make this a a joyful and hopeful movie rather than a sour and dour um, film. Like, having uh, Jason Momoa just be like, yeah, I'm super pumped about everything. Like, that's that seems interesting to me, you know? You know, I'm totally the opposite. Like, breaking down the characters, like, I see that and I'm like, Aquaman is going to annoy the heck out of me if that's all he is. Like, if he's just, like, some adrenaline junkie the whole time, I'm just going to be like, oh, you're, he, he better be more dimensional than that. That's all I'm saying. Like, Oh, I'm if, sure he will be. I, I uh, hope so. Because, I, you know, I actually posted on Twitter, which I know you don't use, but uh, <laughs> I posted on Twitter. I was like, after the after the trailer came out, I'm like, oh, so Aquaman's going to be my least favorite member of the Justice League. I guess that's fitting, or something like that. You know, like well, he's always everyone's least favorite character in the Justice League. Well, you know, he's I was the worst. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like yeah, I was just like, uh, you know, I, I I want I want more depth. Uh, hilariously, Aquaman depth. <laughs> uh, no. But, and, but I, I, I do feel a lot better about what I've seen them do with Flash. Uh, the Flash looks much better than I have seen in the past. It looks, yeah. uh, you know, a good humor, dorky character. I mean, the Flash is a dorky character by nature, so it's, uh, it's good that uh, he's, he's that way. Um, of course, I love Wonder Woman. There's nothing to be said there. Uh, I'm pretty happy with what I've seen uh, of Batman, too. I mean, Ben Affleck... I, I I really don't care what anybody says. I know he can pull off a good Batman, but then again, yeah. uh, then again, uh, I have bad taste in movies sometimes. So <laughs> I, I'm okay with with, <laughs> I, with with bad stuff sometimes. Uh, so, uh, but no, I I really do think he can pull off Batman. And I was listening to a story of uh, Kevin Smith was telling on one of his podcasts actually about. Uh, the Frank Miller Batman stuff and how uh, he was, uh, Affleck was in his house and uh, and goes, hey, what's that? And it's like, oh, this is Frank Miller Batman. It's really, you know, dark Batman, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he, he like, he's like, oh, yeah, you can borrow it. And, you know, just, it's like, and like the next time he saw him after he'd like devoured the whole thing, he's like, man, I would really love to play this character. 
And then he's like, you'll never play a Batman. You know, like, <laughs> he's like that's going to be played by somebody else. Like, you know, like some other guy, you know, he, he had somebody that he said for sure. But I was that's going to be played by Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, no, even Val, Val Kilmer wouldn't have been uh, Frank Miller Batman. So, you know, that was that was an interesting thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool that he's had he's had this desire to play that character for so long too. You know, that gives it a little more, a little more realism to me. Like, you know, I'll give him a little bit more credit for trying to do the, the character justice uh, in that. Hey. <laughs> it's one for depth and one for justice. We, we got yeah. this going. I'm not even trying. I usually try hard for this stuff, but no. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's the best justice league trailer. And I think you're right. Uh, a lot of, a lot of things be, feel more filled out. It does feel, you know, there's a lot of shots that are just like video game, video game, like you said. But uh, I, you know, I have I have good hope for this one uh, now. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, they've done a good job with the latest trailers, making sure to put uh, Wonder Woman a lot more front and center. Yeah, yeah, front and center. Yeah. Uh, which I love, of course. So, yeah, so there's that one. And, of course, uh, the final hype train. This is a big one. Uh, we're going to make right. this We're gonna make this a birthday hype train for you, even. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Star Wars. Star coming, Wars. Coming out in December. Yay. And that trailer. Mmm. That was some oh, uh, man. tasty, nice. tasty trailer. Yeah, it was a juicy trailer right there. Uh, what did um, I say? Like this this hype train is ready to accept your ticket now. Yeah, you know, like because they were all like, "You can now buy t- now tickets now on sale." Yeah, it's uh, that was a great trailer. Uh, just the like watching Luke Skywalker be scared of someone's power. Yeah. Uh, not gonna say for sure who, but like that was pretty cool. And and watching uh, actually seeing. Uh, Snoke for the first time. Yeah, real Snoke, not uh, not hologram Snoke. Yeah. So, um, and like, what or uh, Chewbacca and the Porg? That was pretty cute. And that little cute snow fox thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all really good, and it just made me happy. And then like the gorilla walkers looked awesome. And, uh, yeah, like everyone looks like they're doing something cool in it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really excited to see the movie. Yeah. It's it gives, just, gives you just enough taste. To, like all the previous trailers so far have been really just teaser. We're coming. Like that's all it's right. been. And now this one right. is the first one where you get a taste of, uh, here's a little bit, here's a little, here's a little bit of the story for you. We're not we're not it's out of order and you can figure out whatever you want to figure out and make up from it but here's a little bit of the story enough to make you go ooh yeah i think that yeah, was yeah. that was really uh great about the trailer cuz you're right it does it's like they they have a thing where they cut it together so it's like it looks like it's ray that he's scared of and ray's power but it could be anybody's you know and yeah and stuff and likely is because yeah. of that's that's just the way of trailers. But um, one of the things I found most interesting about this trailer, though, was the number of people who don't want to see it. 
Because yeah, I feel like I, the trailer will spoil something. Yeah. And and I don't think that there's anything that that trailer could spoil. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is kind of as... Uh, like, it's it's either already out there. Like, you definitely know it. Like, if you don't want to know what Snoke looks like, I think that's probably the only thing that it could spoil for you. But even that was like... Mm. Not much from what we already know, you know, what right. we've seen in holograms. So it's like, I mean, you can, I mean, I don't know. My brain put things enough together of the image to three, you know, make a three-dimensional, what it probably looks like in my, well, my brain. Right, and he doesn't, um, it doesn't really show much of his scale or anything like that. So he right. could still be like this weird giant guy. Right. Um, it doesn't appear that he is, but he could be. Right. Um, and yeah, I think it's, uh, I think that if you have any interest in seeing this movie, watch the trailer. It's fun. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, this is, this is just the whole same thing that started our train rolling. Like spoilers are out of hand. People are being stupid about them. I mean, like the fact that you don't even want to watch a trailer now because you're afraid it'll get spoiled. Are you kidding yeah. me? Ugh. Just like yeah, just enjoy enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. That's what yeah, that's what people are missing. They're like letting themselves enjoy less and less stuff because of spoilers. A worry about spoilers. Like right. Uh, no, you're if 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 a spoiler was going to ruin it for you, maybe that's better than watching the movie and being ruined then, because that's really the only way I could see it ruining something for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, you know, we can only do so much, Wayne. We can only That's like right. keep we spreading can only the word. Do so much. So what we need is our listeners who uh, are out there to spread the word. The spoilers. That's right. Wayne spread and the word about the spoilers, Wayne and Daryl. Spoil Maybe. something for Daryl. Yes. He loves being spoiled spoil anything just like you know go to our website the spoilerswd.com hit our contact page and just write you know i want to spoil this i got a fake spoiler for daryl i love those because there's so many uh, just creative people out there who can just have fun with these movies and enjoy it like oh here's a great spoiler and i've seen real spoilers that are said in a fun way or fake spa- spoilers that are just I mean, just, I love it. Be creative. Let us, let us in on that stuff. So let us into your brain so we can run around in there. Yeah. And you know, the other thing I had a thought about that would be really fun to do was if we got, uh, some, if, if there are classic movies that you want us to discuss, like go and like, you know, we don't always have to be about what's new and stuff like that. Because what you've got here in this this podcast is you've got a guy like Wayne, who's like he's a, a well versed uh, film buff guy, and then you've got me. I like movies. So from Wayne, you'll get like a deep uh, deep stuff, and from me, if you pick a bad movie, you can try and hear me find the good in a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl can find the good in anything. <laughs> maybe even maybe. Valerian. Hey, listen, the uh, the imagery of Valerian was uh, 
so quite spectacular. So d- despite the terrible acting by Dane DeHaan, uh, the rest of the visuals were quite good. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually had a dream that uh, for some reason I was working with Dane DeHaan, and then like he heard the podcast and heard me kind of talk about that. And I had to like explain myself to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff that happens. So very happy about Star Wars. We're excited on that hype trains rolling. And yeah, we're going to make that a birthday event. I'm, I bought my tickets for that today. So I got my fun. tickets. Yeah. So looking forward to that. So that should be fun to see that uh, with you for birthday fun, yeah. birthday fun, joy I'm times. I'm excited to have you, buddy. Yeah, brother. Always. Um, okay, so let's uh, jump in to Glow. Uh, let's wow. jump into Glow. Wow is right. Oh, my God. Like, I, I got to say, first things first. I watched the first episode, like the pilot episode of it. I was up late some night, and I was done watching some other show, like binge-watching something else. I don't even remember what at this time, but I had to uh, – I had to stay up for like another half hour. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch an episode of Glow. I've been meaning to watch it. And I stopped and I was just like, oh, God, if it wasn't the middle of the night, I would just keep burning it because I was like, that was amazing. That was everything I want. Just like the first like show. I mean, it, at first I'm like, what is this? What are they doing? Is it, you know, and then just the way and then right at the end they wrapped it up with – that whole uh, sort of like you see into Sam's mind of picturing what this match could really be between the two of them. Right. I was just, I was just like, uh, and then and then they pull out the '80s music then and pump it up, and you're just like, ah. Uh. I mean, that's the thing. That's not. I think the characters are great. Like, uh, first of all, oh my god, to Mark Marone. Uh, like Mark Marin, yeah. Marin. He, oh my God, that yeah. wow, yeah, like, he's great. He's oh, really great. Wow, wow. I was not like I heard he was in it, and I saw things, and I was like, okay, you know, Mark Marin, whatever. But wow, I was like, holy crap, that is some that character. Just you feel with that character, like you hate him, you love him, you you go all the way around with this guy just like oh it's just so good so good i mean mm. uh, yeah. and, and then and then they do it's in the 80s so not only the outfits and the hair but like the music which ah, there's just something about pick i mean you know the 80s is a whole decade and you can just pick out you know the good stuff for the pump up music at the right time and it's Oh, they do. They seem to do that at the end of the of the episodes, and it's just oh, just so lovely. Yeah, and the whole story is, I mean, it's it's just based off of Glow. It's not thus the real story of Glow. It's just based off of it. But um, I even did a little uh, after I watched it. I was like, what, what? and I so I. I, I watched the documentary that was that made them think this thing needs a show based on this, right? Um, which was amazing. The documentary was really good. Now, granted, I'm a 
I'm a professional wrestler, former professional wrestler for did that for four years uh, and big fan of wrestling because of that. So I do have certain connections that make it easier for me to like really just feel for those gals and everything they went through. But even, even any performer, I really think like the stuff they did to make their show happen. And I, 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 I could feel that just from that same space. Um, so that was really great. But uh, going back to the, the show, the TV show, a lot of people said, yeah, it's, it's a lot like what we went through. So, you know, it's really gives you that good feel of stuff uh, in there. Also some great cameos from different uh, wrestlers throughout, uh, you know, they got John Morrison in the first episode and then they've got, uh, Oh goodness. Uh, the Funkasaurus, God, what's his name? Can't remember his name. I had it on the tip of my tongue earlier when I was thinking about talking about this episode, but I didn't write it down. That's why <laughs> you write things down, kids. Uh, so you don't have to remember stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was that. Was, Brodus, Brutus Clay, Brodus Clay. That's who it was. Oh, okay, um, is uh, is in in the show. Also, uh, at the end of one of the episodes, I guess they, they must have filmed it or whatever and finished it when uh, Mondo Guerrero um, passed because he was the original trainer for GLOW and probably involved in the show a little bit too. And so they... Uh, yeah, his son, Chavo, uh, yeah. did all the training for this. Right. All right. So, so, okay. So he did all that. So, because, yeah, because Mondo was the original trainer for, for, for glow really. Um, so that, yeah, so they did a little, a, a nice, you know, in memory of him, uh, at the end of like the fifth or sixth episode of the season. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was cool too. You know, I mean, probably doesn't mean anything to people not in the biz, but, uh, or fans and stuff, but uh, I, this show was, uh, I said it earlier, I love good characters and this show is full of characters that I love to watch. And it's not that they're just all great and happy, joyful CW. There's Oh no, they're, they're pretty awesome. Some of them are pretty awful characters. Yeah, some of them are awful and dirty and they're broken and usually I get so tired of watching characters that are broken and it it feels like these characters were i think probably what it was is they were so believably they were broken believable like, right not like broken like tv psych- broken yeah tv psychotic broken kind of things like to the point where you're like uh put them in a mental hospital these are people dealing with normal everyday shit Right, like these are just people who life kind of kicked right in the crotch. Yeah, and and they, you know, in different ways. Like, oh, it kicked this person in the left side of the crotch, and this person's square down the middle of the crotch. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, but all of them are definitely got a kick in the crotch, and this is kind of their last little hope. Yeah, um, and and yeah, it's I really enjoyed glow and i'm really looking forward to season two yeah i'm so um, happy i was like uh, i hope they're doing another season of this i hope that, i mean because it, it kind of you know 
it's one of those things that could easily go under the radar. Yeah. Nobody's, I mean, not a lot of people, but I mentioned it. I was like, I just finished what binge watching. I did a show this weekend on Sunday and I was like, yeah, I just finished binge watching glow. Somebody were like, isn't that like the best show? And I was like, yeah, it's like, they were, they said I forget what show they said they said this show some show used to be my favorite but now that I've seen Glow I think that's my favorite show and I was yeah. like I could see that being people's favorite show for sure it was I mean and you, you don't have to be into wrestling at all to like Glow like that's I think the thing that that would could throw people off about it like it doesn't have really like the wrestling is really tertiary. Like it's a means to an end in the series, uh, yeah, it's, but it's not a central character in the show. No, no, not at all. It's like uh, it's like we were talking about with the CW superheroes. It's like it's about the people. The fact that they're superheroes is just kind of the storytelling mechanic. And that's right. the same thing with this. It's like it's not. I mean, first of all, a as per what really happened with Glows, like most of these women had no background in wrestling. So you're not dealing with wrestlers. You're dealing with normal people who were coming into wrestling to become who are some of who want to be entertainers and all this different stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's not about wrestling. So if you don't want to yeah, if you're not watching it because it's about you think it's about wrestling, it's not about wrestling. Not at all. Not at all. It is. Uh, it's about people. Like like I said, people who are down on their luck in some ways, but they're not letting that get them down. You know, like they're yeah. just moving forward and they're gonna make it happen. I guess there's a lot more hope in this than some of these other ones, like that try and. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of the other ones are just like remove all hope from the characters too. This one, there's people are like, you know, I'm just going to buckle down and I'm just going to make life happen. I don't care how bad it is, you know, exactly. and they, all, they all find their own way to do that in some sense. But yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was good. Um, and I mentioned, I watched it in VR. So I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Well, my, uh, back in my birthday, um, my, my son and wife got me this little VR headset that I could plug my phone into. Uh-huh. Um, and I used it a lot then, but I really only used it for things like watching Netflix and watching uh, Hulu, you know, watching movies. Cause like, I, I guess I'm one of those people who can get a little bit uh, motion sick watching being anything that's a little more motion centric in VR. So okay. what I ended up doing was watching it like, uh, Netflix has this great setting called Void Theater where you can actually cuz most of the things will have that you watch will have an actual theater setting that uh-huh. you sit and Netflix has a regular theater setting where you, it's which is kind of cool like you're in there and it's sort of this cabin that makes me feel like it's some sort of ski cabin somewhere with a giant screen but then you click on the Void Theater and all of a sudden you can lay back and the screen will follow your you're where you're looking and go right up there and you're not in the space anymore. So then you can also adjust the size and make it bigger. So it really, you're, you feel more like you're at totally at a theater or something. It's like that kind of like you have to sort of watch it with your peripheral vision a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and that was 
uh, <laughs> it was a really fun way to watch, to binge watch a show that you like so much because you should just like, you can just be surrounded by the show in that sense. Like it's not like you're in a small room looking at a screen or something. It's like, it was, it was like my whole vision was taken up by that. So that was, that was kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, and not something that you would expect. Like, you know, when you hear about VR, you hear about all these experiences that are uh, very much virtual reality, like a whole world. And they do have that, but it's, it's, you know, this, uh, stepping into this and just, uh, create, still experiencing a 2d thing like TV is actually a pretty nice experience, especially if you're experiencing it, uh, by yourself, you know, you want to watch something by yourself or if in my case, your son is, playing video games on the TV so you can't. That was why that was why that was why I did it. Fair enough. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll let him do that. And I'm gonna watch this. And next thing I know, it's several hours later and I'm just binging through. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that was that was what that was about. So that was Glow. I'm excited for season two. It's uh, if you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, uh, watch it just watch it just and and here's what i said to someone i said watch the first episode if by the end of the first episode you want to watch another one you're you're good you're golden if you don't then it's probably not right for you and that that's a really inexpensive in because the first episode is a half an hour so yeah they're all half an and hour it, episodes and which it's is not amazing great, actually because i always felt like and maybe it's because I was watching it on the large screen, VR screen way of watching it that I was, but it felt like they were longer, even though each episode was only like a half an hour. It just oh, yeah, no, it's, it's like definitely a material bent. Um, maybe a whole hour, uh, but they weren't. I mean, you know, so yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, if, if it's not right yeah, for you, so honestly, why don't you go straight yeah, to hell? So, Give yourself a chance to watch a good show, watch the first one, and if you like it, you're you're in and you're gonna love it. And it's only like ten episodes, so it's not a long series. So, yeah, excited yeah. about that. Well, Wayne? cool. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, okay. I was. Sometimes, sometimes my computer has this bad thing with the headset where, like. If it moves, all of a sudden I can't hear you anymore at all. And it's not that you're not coming through. It's just the headset jack on this computer is messed up. And it's just, uh, I'm not sure how much longer it's going to last. <laughs> well, that spoilers on Daryl's computer. <laughs> yeah, I just spoiled my computer for you. Mm. Can I remind you to visit our Patreon page at patreon.com? <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm more excited for you to share all our episodes. Go to our website, spoilerswd.com, and just click on the little share buttons for any individual episodes that you've liked or anything we've watched, and share those with your friends on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, if you're on Twitter, follow us at spoilerswd on Facebook. Just look us up. We're there, and we're saying hey to you. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Come come look at our Instagram. Yeah, we got an Instagram too. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, at spoilers, wait, the spoilers underscore WD. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. All right. Uh, well, Wayne, anything else you want to say to our uh, loyal listeners before we go? Thanks for hanging in on this 90-minute spoiler sode. Holy cow, it is. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in on a really long. We had a lot of, lot of stuff to cover, uh, and we'll get to come back to you in a little bit. Uh, hasta la Winnebago and au reservoir. Hasta la pasta and our savars. Jedi mind tricking me. <laughs> <laughs>